0: The Rock is crying manly tears, and Fox is cutting off Kaylee. Man, the Trump presidency has been like a police spotlight shining in a crime-ridden neighborhood. Nothing can hide. We have seen nothing but the biases of the left, the prejudiceness of the newspapers, and people just going bonkers for the past couple of years. Nothing has been able to hide. It's been a real interesting ride. In fact, it's still going on. I'm T. Anthony, and welcome to the White Baird and T.K. Podcast. The Trojan Horse. Welcome back to another Thursday. An interesting strategy in war, the battle between the Greeks and after fighting for 10 years, I believe the story goes, uh, this Trojan horse was constructed in order to get into the independent city. But that's not really the point. Many of us remember the Trojan horse story as when we were kids. And, you know, from school, I don't know what they're teaching in school today, if they even taught this. Should I say, teach this in school these days? Um, so much of history is being rewritten, so much of history is being pretended like it didn't exist, and just a lot of things. But this strategy is interesting. Because what you have here is a group of people who believe they're winning or won. But that's not the point. That's not the point here that I'm trying to make. That's not the interesting strategy I'm trying to take. And it's this old thing that people always say, never look a gift horse in the mouth, or perhaps I'm saying it wrong it is, look a gift horse in the mouth. None of these sayings really make a lot of sense. It's just like the point to me is, Here's this giant horse, this giant wooden horse sitting outside your gates and you decide, hey, let's go get it. We'll take it as a spoil of war. And you bring it into your gates only to have what's inside this thing be hollow. And inside the contents, or should I say the contents inside, is an army. And you get destroyed. The strategy. Is very simple. I just don't understand how these people actually believe that. When they can just see this thing that makes no sense. I think for me. I would think this makes no sense to me. And you bring this in. But that's just me. And I know that I'm not alone. Because there are many people out there. So. You bring this thing in and inside is the most important thing because that is the point of all this. Two, cover what you're really trying to do. Now, I bring this up and it seems a little ridiculous. Perhaps I stumbled through this because my mind is actually moving faster than my mouth is talking. in between this, and, and I'm trying to get to a particular spot. I guess I'll start out with this. And it's going to be offensive because if you believe that this election was over on election day, then you are a complete, whole and total, fool. You have been duped. You believed this. And now you're mad. And if you're listening to this or someone else passed this on to you and you're offended by the fact that I called you a fool, well, think of why you might feel that way. In this world right now, every single thing that we say is offensive. You can't say this thing is hate speech, you, you can't do that, and this is an issue, little boys acting like little boys, or doing something, or roughhousing is now said, shouldn't be done, it's a bad thing, and other things are toxic, and toxic masculinity, and toxic masculinity went from whatever it may be, you know, from, from some dude who's just over, I I, I don't know. Who even knows what these words mean anymore? Because so many things are ambiguous, just like hope and change, ambiguous. Obama ran on change. That's an ambiguous statement that any one of us could make and turn into anything. Yes, we can. It's ambiguous. People claiming, with Biden we're gonna have change because they said there's gonna be change. It's ambiguous. What does the word change mean? And they purposely do these things. They make these purposeful, ambiguous statements and models so that you can actually put into it whatever you want it to be. And Joe Public doesn't know it. Joe Public is not paying attention. Joe Public has no clue. And those who do are being duped by some other thing. So, let's get back to something I just pulled out. Toxic masculinity. And uh, a few years ago, they were talking about the culture of date rape in in college campuses. And then you went to, from hating that to beginning to hate men and hating uh, white men, which has been the big thing for the while. Then they started using that word cyst, whatever you want to go with that, the white cyst men. And then it was the old white men, and yet you want to to put Biden in the office. It's all insane when you really think about it. I hope that you listening actually really do think about it, but I don't really think that people want to really think about it. There are some who do not have the capacity to actually think critically about it and understand anything. And those are the worst because they probably outnumber, maybe, I'm not sure, probably outnumber the ones to have enough brain cells to critically think and to see through and to understand the things that are going on around them. So back to what I first said, if you believe that the election was over on election day, then you are a complete, utter fool. If you take offense to that, you should be offended by that. You should be offended by the fact that you have been taught to believe a certain thing that isn't true. You've been taught to believe something because it's been said so many times. I've said this before. You know, you can tell a child, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, or they may hear that from their teachers or their friends that they're hanging with, and they may feel stupid. Then you tell them how smart they are. It's going to take a very long time for them to believe how smart they are because they've only heard this one thing over and over again, and so they actually believe it. The progressive left have spent more than four years, more than four years. It started when Donald Trump began again to run for office. I've said this many times this year. So if you put that total and complete, that's five years. of starting out with saying he's a racist first. No, first it was allegations of him with some women. And then it was, he's a he's a racist. And once they started to see that racist was picking up that terminology as they reconfigured what a racist is, you've had even little kids in school cr- calling each other a racist for some particular reason. So, once they redefined that, once they saw picked up traction, they begin to run on racists Forever. He said that Mexican people are this, this, was be, this is the beginning, this is before getting into office, and that has been defunct over and over and over. I remember when it first happened, one of the first things I did when I went on Facebook was saying, that's not what he said. If you'd listen to the whole speech, which no one actually wanted to do and did. He did not say anything about the people of Mexico. And first of all, when he's speaking about things, you're talking about the government set in control. And he also said the people who he was talking about. But that didn't make a difference. Because after a while, the media made a pact with the political class and with the left. And they were going to run with it. And it really took off around his first year of Donald Trump's presidency. And it was all to remove the person who they didn't particularly like, who they didn't want to see in office because they were afraid of. And if anybody really paid attention, the first thing that everyone was afraid of was the fact that he did not come from the political class. He was not a Democrat, he was not a Republican, He was a businessman that had ups and downs in business he was all about making himself look good and and fighting to do the best he didn't have the hands of puppet strings behind his back or should i say he didn't have puppet strings behind his back in the hands pulling it like the political class and the political class for some of you joe public who don't know are people who have been in politics forever like Joel Schumacher from New York who all of his years in public office has really done a whole lot of nothing except for talk looking over his glasses because of all these years he could not afford a pair of full glasses to fit on his face. That's the political class. You have others like the Bush family and they've been in business for a very long time. All of these political class of people who live by a certain rule of constantly being in control and in governance and in ruling and always being the ones who want to control things. And they have a particular set of ways of doing this. In walks Donald Trump, thumbing his nose at the Democrats, thumbing his nose at the Republicans, and being this wild card who acts like a wild horse who says, I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. And they could not stand it. When it came down to the debates, here was this wild card let loose. Because he went into the debates as if this was a schoolyard. A schoolyard fight, a schoolyard debate, and no one liked it. In the beginning, I thought this was some insaneness, but it was very entertaining. Because a lot of these political debates over the years have become a giant snooze fest. The people tell you, the political class, tell you everything that they've always told you so they can keep being voted in. Again, Jill Schumacher. Again, the lady from California who called for people to go and interrupt people's dinner. Uh, I can't think of her name right now. If it comes back to me, I'll I'll say her name. So they'll say what they always say. To get you to vote for them and then you'll vote for them and then you'll sit there and get the same of what you had before and those who actually believe in a political party get wholeheartedly put all their soul into that political party and they think that the political party is going to do something for them and then there is the Joe public who knows nothing but they've always voted the same way they don't question anything they don't say anything they just do it just because and most of them show up every four years and in between the four years they never go and flip a switch circle in a bubble press a button and drop a ballot down into wherever it is to vote for anything else they have no clue of what's happening in their backyard in their neighborhood they show up every four years and get pissed off because whoever they voted for didn't win or they jump up and down like they've been freed from slavery for the person who did win as if that's going to do something for them never do they ever think that the person who is running has money it takes a lot to run a campaign by the way and it takes a lot to run commercials for a campaign, it takes a lot of money because you have to get into these contests, and a lot of these contests to be on the ballot, it costs you money in order to be on that ballot. To run in a contest, to run in a contest in your district, in your area, in your state, so that costs cash and that costs capital. A lot of these people have been so far removed, and many of them are very wealthy. I said this about the Obama's when they got in people. Oh, he's gone like he's no, no He's a lawyer. His wife's a lawyer. He hasn't really been here. He was raised somewhere else He came to this country when he was whatever age it was to go to school. He was raised a particular way of thinking With a stepfather and a mother who thought a particular way and that was his foundation You really think he was going to shift from his foundation To identify with you because of his color of his skin, then you have to be a complete fool. He came in already as an elite person. Want to call him black? A black elite who had money. His only connection to the lower class, middle class, or poor class, or ghetto people was simply when he may have toured through that area. But Joe Public doesn't know this. Another does, Josie Public. Because they're too busy looking at a D and an R and looking at Democrat and Republican. And most of you and most of them have no clue what in the world a Democratic a Democrat platform is, or a Republican platform, or any of the other political groups' platforms. They have no idea what their their ideas are, and just the platform alone really means nothing because they all slept on BLM for years, which, by the way, started during the Obama years. It didn't start with Donald Trump. Donald Trump didn't start anything in his country. He didn't do anything about race relationships that made things worse. This actually happened during the Obama years. And those who want to keep purporting this and those of you who want to keep believing it are complete fools. This happened long time ago. Long before Donald J. Trump got into office. Now, we can talk all day about how it gotten supposedly gotten worse, but it really didn't get worse. Something else magnificent happened when he got into office. But if I can go back to what I was trying to say was, people really don't pay attention, and you really have no clue of what's going on and what these people are all about. They just simply go, I'm a Democrat. And they ask you why, and they go, because... Okay, what do they believe in? They believe in what I believe in. That's wonderful. I, I've seen people who I know who've been all over Facebook and they've been posting things since this whole election, and you know what some newspaper said the projected winner when all the counts weren't done, and they really got all that. Said, Good, he's out and leading up to this. He needs to go. This fool needs to do on This races and so on and so on. and I challenged a few people and I said, Why? You know what I got? The same silence you just got. Nothing but crickets. See, don't get in a political sandbox and try to throw things around and say something if you actually cannot articulate what it is that you believe in and why it is you stand on the stand that you stand. Otherwise, stay out of it. Don't post a meme. Don't post a so-and-so. If you cannot back up what it is that you're thinking and what your theory is, because if not, then you look like a complete and utter fool. And most who do this are pretty ignorant of what it is that they're claiming their stances on and what it is they believe in. And that is an utter shame. So I got nothing but crickets. I challenge a few people. So what do you mean by this? Because so and so so and so. Okay, so what does that mean? I get nothing because they have believed and have been taught to believe a particular thing and say a particular thing. I was just, before I started, before I turned on the mic, I was just on Facebook and looking at something that someone put on there and and he was talking about the same thing I've said. Wait a second, so the media is now telling you and dictating how things are going to be and that's not how it, that's not how election works. It's not over, so the person uh, commented on them and said, yeah, well, I'm glad that Biden won. Followed by because Donald Trump, no, she said because Trump is a moron. You don't know what I was gonna do next, right? Why is he a moron? You no know the answer is crickets. Because the only thing they can say is what they have been trained to believe and to say. And that's everything that they've been trained to believe to say for the past five years. So they've listened to this for so much like a little kid. And when you try to come and tell them the truth, they can't hear it. Like you tell, hey, kid, you know what? You're very smart. No, I'm not. They can't hear it because they have been hearing the same message for so long. And even after this, I saw little bits and pieces because I really didn't listen to a speech. And I heard some like, what the heck is he talking about? Now, For the past week it's all about let's stay on message people and the message that the that the progressive left wants is let's be united let's unite let's come together hopefully i can remember to bring up this dog whistle thing let's get together like are you kidding really you had all this time so people have been taught to believe a particular thing over the past five years, and it's been going on for a while. So I think I'm gonna move from that because I'm forgetting to lose track, I'm losing track of where I was gonna go. Let's get back to Trojan horse for a thing, for a second. Not for a second, because that's really my main point. And hopefully i remember to get back to dog whistle. The Trojan horse in this race is Biden. The army is Kamala Harris and AOC and all those other things that are hidden within the horse. Biden is the horse inside. Is Kamala Harris, AOC, all of their elk, all of the leftists, and all of the, uh, you know, socialist light, all those people are the ones who are inside waiting to come out once he gets through the door. And you know, people said, oh, she's the first black. First of all, she got into office saying she was the first Indian. Now I know she's mixed and I don't really care about that. But what I care about is when people start because they're so enamored with the first of this and the first of that and the first of this. And oh my gosh, and the fir- who gives a rat's butt about the first except for the fool. Hillary was supposed to be the first of something, and the whole rhetoric was, let's make history again, because they said, we're making history with Obama. Let's make history again and get our first woman in there, but then the first woman didn't get in there because, first of all, Clinton was a really bad candidate. She was terrible. She was stiff. She wasn't, nobody really liked her anyway, so I don't know how they thought that was going to work. But since that didn't work, and since really the Democrat Party has nobody left, they may have gotten away with Bernie, but Bernie was a little too radical for them. So they had to once again cut Bernie kneecaps off and say, bro, you're not getting here. And I called it both times they did this to him. And I truly don't understand how people who were his followers are going to sit here and go, yay, we're with you. They should have already just said to the Democratic Party and everybody else, you will need to go blow some chunks somewhere because you screwed us. But they didn't. So they are throwing their hopes behind somebody else. So Burnham is a bit too radical. Now, why Joe Biden may not believe all that stuff, he's going to toe the line because that's his job. And it doesn't matter. He's so old that he's not getting a second term if he indeed ends up the winner of this election. We all know, stop it. We all know his faculties are not there. We know this. And if it keeps getting worse, he may make it through the first term, but not make it to the second. Ergo, open up the door of the Trojan horse. It's set up to bring Kamala in as the vice president so that when the second term comes when the when the second campaign goes on let's say they win the white house then he bows out she runs in to run for president he'll be far too old and will probably bow out and say he's not going to do it then she becomes president the whole idea is to shift her in to perhaps be that position And once they get that in, you can claim the first woman, then you can claim the first black woman, then you can claim the first of everything. And everybody will be eating out of the leftist hand for the next 150 years. Wake up. There's a plan here. And the plan is a long game plan that Joe Public doesn't understand. Because Joe and Jill and Jesse or whoever helps, if you don't want Jose Public, you can go with that too. Doesn't understand is that you've been trained to look for the first of everything and to jump up and down because someone could put on a pair of Timberlands or a nice suit and dance around and listen to hip hop and whatever's the cool new stuff so that you're trained to go, wow, that's just like me. I like that, that's awesome. And you overlook the substance. You overlook the substance. Now, I am conservative. Is there a bit of bias here? Mm, Yes, but that's not what I'm operating from, from talking about this, because I have spent a lot of years talking about the hypocrisy of the left and talking about the foolishness of all these labels from people who say they don't like labels. I've spent years doing this. This is not my first go-around. I have lost so many people and have been called so many names because of it and by the very same people who claim to be very nice people, loving people, who are here to respect people's opinions and everything else, and they're the first ones to hate your opinion, to hate you, to cut you off, and now we call this thing the cancel culture where people used to cut you off. Now they're ready to cancel you. All of this because you have a difference of opinion then you can no longer call yourself a person who is willing to sit and talk. You claim somebody else is the fascist when you yourself are exactly that. And that's a big problem because Joe and Jill Public are lost, they don't get this, they do not understand and when you try to tell them something, they're never gonna listen because it's like talking to a dead person in a coffin. They have been trained to hear one single message. And they've been trained to believe it. Now you might say, what's wrong with Kamala Harris being president? Um, Face value? Absolutely nothing. I could care less if there's a man or a woman who becomes president. That really doesn't make a difference. But to become a president just because you're a woman or black person or gay, because you know that's gonna be the next thing, right? Because you've got the black man. If you get her in there to do what you need to do, then you've covered two bases. You've got, a, you've got a woman president, you've got a almost black president, so she can cover the people of color thing being Indian and a whole bunch of other mix. So you've got her covering a lot of different, she checks off a lot of boxes. What's next? The next will have to then be a gay president. But a gay president, a black president, or whatever president, just for the sake of it being that thing, is a problem. A lot of people don't see it as a problem. They see it as America doing something. But this is the same people who say that America is very racist. America has issues with race. Um, America has issues with all these other things. You can't get anywhere in America. You can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. And I started seeing pictures of them talking about somebody get some paper, um, get some paper. What was it? Get a broom and sweep up the glass ceiling because she just broke it. Really? What about people like my wife and other women who have been in business and doing things who have done so much who nobody will ever hear about but they're just going to hear about this person? We're going to put aside all the people that were locked up under her leadership and she kept their past their time. Just going to overlook that, right? You're going to overlook that because here's the first brown person. Here's the first person of color. Here's the first woman who's going to be the vice president if they win. Who will then, remember the Trojan horse, the shift is to get him out, to get her in as president so you can lock down that checkpoint of here's the first woman president. Here's the first black woman president. Here's the first woman of color president. Here's the first Indian American president. You got all the boxes checked. And it will be, hey, look, the Democrats did it. We are the party that is for you. No, they're the party that's for themselves. Joe Public doesn't understand that a political party and a political party leaders have an agenda. And a lot of times the agenda is not what you want. And if you're not paying attention, then you will not vote people in or out that have in mind your best interest in the stuff that you want. See, a lot of campaigns are run with giving you a lot of things and telling you a lot of things that make you feel really good and fuzzy inside so you can cast your on ballot or your vote. But once the people are inside, like the Trojan horse, what comes after that? See, the progressive left have been on a mission for quite some time. Let's talk about the third wave of feminism. This is insane. They're all about women in power and doing great things. They're all about women of color or black people doing great things. But I have said for years why isn't I can't think of her name right now. Condoleezza Rice Part of the black women that you lift up, she was down in Birmingham as a baby when that place, when that church got bombed. She came from a straight, racial divided town of of, of Alabama in um Birmingham. But they never talk about her because she's from a different political party, because she ran and became and she helped out and became part of the the bush administration so that cancels her out of ever doing anything and ever achieving anything this woman is a genius she speaks russian fluently she studied but because she's of a different political class party part of worked with was representative of they dismissed her and all of her accomplishments. How are you for talking about these people if you exclude some? But you're the same group of people that talk about you're about people who have been excluded and you're championing them because no one should be excluded. Everybody should be included. And yet you constantly exclude people. You want to talk about Fairness and and, and a whole lot of other things and fascist regimes and and racism and so and so. But then you have AOC talking about, yeah, we ought to collect these names and keep this list of this and that. Well, that's a total, total fascist thing to do. Where you are now going to be in a position of power, and what you're going to do is attack those people. I told my daughter the other night, I think it was yesterday, I said, I feel sorry for Elon Musk. He left California, praise God, bro, good for you. But because he said a few things that have ruffled a few uh, political feathers, he's really said nothing big. But they're going to remember him. He's an independent man, he's a wealthy man, and they're going to remember him when he tries to do certain things and a whole lot of regulations are going to fall on him to try to get his business taken care of. Remember, he's a little different than the heads of Google, Facebook, and Twitter. Like Trump, he Is that wild card he's about business these people are not just about business like the guy Jeff Bezos these people are not just about business they're about control controlling the information controlling the masses controlling what you think controlling how you feel by allowing certain things to constantly be on a loop on their platforms and by removing things out of their platforms And what we have seen in the past few months, in the past few years, and I think this year, towards the end of last year, this year, they just took the gloves off and said, you know what? We've got the people so trained, we don't even have to hide our biases anymore. We don't have to hide our control because Joe Public and Jill Public, they're dumb. They don't care. We got them. They're going to fall in line. They're going to believe everything we say. So we're good. We're golden because if anybody comes after us, if anybody comes to prove that we have something against the other people, if anybody tried to prove that we are we are censoring conservative verse uh, uh, voices and particular posts that don't go align with what we like and with the people we want to back, we've got enough people to shut them down, enough voices, we're loud now. So they have not even been covering, they've unmasked themselves, they have not covered up any of their biases whatsoever. Like Mad Max, people call her Mad Max, um, Maxine Waters. No longer, no, she's not hiding anymore, she's out there in the open. I mean, when she, when she called call for that, that, uh, that thing about go and interrupt them and, and go to their dinners and, and do this and do that because she was angry because of results of an election. You're an elected official, and you're directing the public to go out there and interrupt people's dinners. And they've been doing that. I mean, there's one poor thing that happened to uh, this poor thing, Candace Owens, when they interrupted her, the the people was outside with a blowhorn and blew the blowhorn right in her ear. And I sat there next to my daughter and said, you see, I could care less about social media. I'd have shoved a bullhorn down the person's throat and I would have taken them cuffs that day. Because there's no way in the world you're going to mess up my eardrum just so you can prove, or actually you're proving that you're an idiot, just because you're upset about something and you don't like me eating at this restaurant because I have a different view than you. Because I have a different political stance than you, you think that that gives you carte blanche to walk up to where I'm at, interrupt my meal? call me all kinds of names, black, racist, racist, all that, and gonna blow a bullhorn in my ear and scream and yell with the bullhorn in my ear and I'm not supposed to do anything and you think that you can do this and you're not physically assaulting me, which it is still an assault. Because if we wanna play that someone's assaulting you just by using words, then it still is in play in this instant. And at that moment, folks, I'm punching everybody in the mouth. I could care less. Bring on the cops, because there's only but so much that I'm gonna turn my cheek, and that particular thing is not something that you just overlook. And this was brought on by Maxine Waters. Now, some of you will say, that's not what she called for. That's exactly what she called for. And when these things were going on, she was pretty much applauding and happy with it. And so we went from that to the craziness that happened this year. Now, that happened a long time ago. But it rolled over into this year. I wouldn't get into COVID, but that's a whole other show. When they talk about COVID, you need to stay away from these people and blah, 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 right? Then you had these so-called activists walking up to people who had dinner and at, eating at restaurants, screaming at them, throwing to put their fist up. If they don't, then they're racist. I saw this one where it was an older, older uh, Caucasian couple sitting down and this very boisterous Black woman walked over to them, was yelling up in their face and saying something else and she had no mask on, picked up the glass that they was drinking, drank the stuff, put it back down, yelled some more in their face and walked off. And now, Joe and Joe Public are supposed to just sit there and say nothing. Because if they say something, then they're a racist, then they're the problem because they're standing up against this because these people are standing up for something. What? So they're just supposed to sit there, not saying anything. I asked you, let's flip this on his head. What if that couple walked up to them and did that to them? It'd be a whole big thing, right? A lot of the mainstream media did not cover this. This was picked up by other people. And that's how most of us saw it. Because what the media has been saying is that there's nothing to see here. That, my friend, is part of the Trojan horse. It's the reason why certain things are being set up. It's the reason why those who believe that the election was over are fools. So that sort of behavior has been going on all year. This sort of behavior has been going on for five years. Then after the election, this reminds me about Dog Whistle. Dog whistling, a lot of people say. Politicians say it. Wannabe politicians say it. Wannabe journalists say it. People wanna be really cool say it. And probably the rest of us don't really know what dog whistling is. First, let's look at what a dog whistle is. If anybody's ever had a dog or when you were a kid, I've never actually had a whistle. I think I've had one or, or knew of it when I was a kid. It's a particular thing that you blow at a frequency that only sensitive ears can hear, like a dog, which it will affect them. I don't think it affects them on a level that makes them say, hey, woof, woof, I love you. I think it affects them where it bothers their ears. So now you put that in perspective. Dog whistling would be that there is something that's being said that's coded message that's being said that only a certain particular people can hear. And it is a trigger for them to go and do something that the person who is speaking wants them to go and do. Hold that thought. Now that we have your attention for the next few seconds, consider being part of our team. We'd love to expand our interviews and do more adventures and reach more people with a show that has something for everyone. And we can do that with your help and your support. A donation of any size that can be stopped at any time. You can also subscribe and and like and follow and download and share this show with others. And if you have any questions or comments, or you you just want to say hello, you can reach us at tanthonybland at gmail.com. Again, that's tanthonybland at gmail.com. All right. Back to you, Jay. Ew, what was that? I I don't know. I, I always just... So on the night when Hillary was supposed to concede, she didn't show up. She didn't want to bow out for anything. And then when she did give her speech, she actually did, she actually did did do a bit of a whistle. I wish I could find that video. I haven't been able to find it in a while. But one, one of the things she said during her, whatever speech you want to call it, was that we're not going to stop we're going to continue i'm like what anybody just hear what she just said and we're going to keep on something about in the streets I, I forgot what she was saying but this was a long time ago and how many of you remember that right after that you had the pink hat people who called it the pp hat not the pp hat oh my gosh you know what i'm talking about a female's thing jig and this is one of those shows where everybody should be able to listen to, so I'm not going to go into that. Uh, a, a female's uh, a body part hat, which for the life of me, I've been trying to figure out how does that even look like the shape of it. And you had Madonna who was screaming, you know, things about, she thinks about bombing the White House. And the people who were screaming in the streets on their kneecaps going bananas, ah! and it was just insane. And it's been this insane train since the beginning. He's not my president, okay, but he is the president. Now, the same folks who say that are telling us that we need to accept what they say or the papers say or whoever it was who say that Joe Biden is the president. But you're the same people who didn't accept something for four years and have spent the past four years turning this country upside down. And now you say, you need to accept this. And the people say, we're not gonna accept anything until it's done. You can't call something until something is done. There have been some contested races and so now we have to wait for the courts to decide. That is the way this this democratic republic works. You have people like Van Jones saying, you know, I have been in politics all of my life. Shut up, Van. And I've and and I and i seen some loopholes that right now that he could win. And I can't believe this. And I'm like, is he going to cry again? This man has been crying for four years. Obama is my man. Yeah, dude, okay, it's over now. Stop, you sap. Loopholes? This stuff has been on the books for years. Now, I hope I can get back to the track I was on, but Van Jones just brought up a point. What Joe Public and Joe Public doesn't understand is something I had to tell my sister who asked me about the election. And by the way, um, that same week I saw posted on on Facebook, uh, I think this is some pastor or somebody was talking about how he's trying to explain the electorate to an eight-year-old. How are you talking to your children about this? I looked at my 17-year-old daughter and said, this is stupid. Why the heck would you? She's like, why? Exactly. Why the heck would you try to explain this process to an 8-year-old? Please just let that child grow. Try teaching them civics first before you try explaining something that you don't even have a clue of how it works. That's why you're mad. Try explaining civics first to your child. Then you move on from there. When they get older, when they're just about in their mid-teens and and they're about to go out and, and, and do one of the first things they do a part of civic duty is to vote when they're 18 or so, then, then you start begin to explain to them the process and as they go through, they'll learn more. But it's not something you can explain to an 8-year-old, especially from someone who hasn't researched and doesn't understand it themselves. Back to my sister. So she was asking me, about the, the process, how this happens. And I, she said, what's the point of early voting if the votes are not going to be counted to election day? I said, there's no reason for it. It's pointless. It's something that sounds good. It's ambiguous. You can vote early. Early voting, it's ambiguous. You casting your vote a month or so or two months ahead of the November election date means absolutely nothing because it will not be counted until the day of election." The only way it helps is if you're one of those people who go, man, that poll, that polling place was like ridiculously long. I don't feel like they want that line. Or if you're someone who's in college, or you're going to be on vacation, or you're going to be out of the country, or you're going to be somewhere else, or you're sick, or you're getting married, or whatever this is, and you do an absentee voter, which is what absentee votes do. People are away. The army does this. Kids who are in college do this. Um, If you're going to be out of the country and you're a citizen or if you're on vacation, you know you're not going to be through, then you fill out an absentee ballot. Which means you'll get the full ballot long before everybody else. You'll fill it out. You'll mail it in. On election day, it's open and it's read. So early voting is basically the same exact process. Mail-in votes is exactly the same process. The point of all this was to get everybody in a huff and a rough and, and to get them all emotionally involved and, and get them all the way they want to get them. Remember, there's a long game being played here. So you do this, it's not counted until election day. Want to talk about a long game? They started talking sometime last year. Well, you know, when 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 the thing comes, he's not going to leave the White House. They started this. I told my daughter, There's "This is a movie I want to see. It's not coming out until next year." But they've been promoting this for the past couple of months. I'm going. I thought the movie came out already. I hate when movies do that. You see a trailer and it doesn't come out till next year, and then you forget all about it when it comes out because it was too busy doing that so early. So. They started this process early and it really picked up steam at the beginning of this year. And when COVID hit, this was a perfect storm for them to use as an arrow in a quiver. Oh my gosh, I just thought about that. Isn't that something that Pelosi said? Um, To use to damage their opponent. It didn't matter who the heck was in office people were going to die. It wouldn't have mattered what the number was, what the death toll was, how it's still moving. It really doesn't matter who would have been in office, the people would have died and someone would have said something about it and someone shrewd would have used it in a political fight. It just so happens, this has been a very disgusting and I gotta say, I really gotta say, and this is not my political bias. If you go back and look at things, I really got to say the left is really good at doing this. And they do this a lot. They do it a lot. I mean, it's some ugly, crazy stuff. And they do it a lot of times. So, um, and I have been in the world of politics for quite some time. So when it comes to dead people voting, as that have come up as an issue, I know this. I've, I've Trust me, I've seen it. And said, this person has been dead for, anyway, so. Um, that became the perfect storm for them to use, another arrow to use that. Add that to what they've already been saying. Oh, he's not going to leave. He's never said he was going to, going to leave. He's not going to leave. He's not going to leave. He's not going to leave. And then it got you, Joe Public, Joe Public, to believe that that wasn't going to happen. That's in the back of your head. Because I want you to come see this movie in January. But I want, I want you to know this movie's coming out. You won't remember it. But around January, we're talking about, oh, yeah, I remember that. Same process. They do that, they do that, they do that, they do that. They get you believing it. It's in the back of your mind. And so then they challenge us here. Are you going to leave? Listen, if the, if the vote is perfect, if it's got no issue, I have no problem with leaving is basically his stance okay well you said you were now you're saying something different no that's not it he was correct I will but if the process isn't but the process was already set up to begin problems I've worked for the Board of Elections so when people start talking about um The ID is some sort of nonsense. I'm like, listen, you need ID. and Oh, forget I'm not good. I did the ID thing earlier this year. I'm not going to go into that right now. So it was already set up that it would cause an issue. And it would cause an issue for Joe and Joe Public. Because they've been set up to believe something so that when something happens, they can get mad and act a fool. The process of all those mail-in ballots and everything else I have said was going to be an issue from the beginning. I have spoken about this here and I've said this to people in my family. It was going to be an issue from the beginning because it's an issue when we're doing absentee ballots for the board for the Board of elections. Because that's a lot of stuff and you have to sit there and open that up. So now you're talking about tripling, quadrupling the amount of things that's coming in through the mail. And it has to be postmarked on a particular day before it has to be postmarked a particular date in order to be counted. If it's postmarked after that, then that ballot can't be counted. Boom. That's it. So with all this stuff coming in, and people, as they usually do, I've been cussed out on the phone talking to somebody. Well, I put in my thing on election day and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, but you you can't register the vote on election day and expect your vote to count. But that's what they, I don't know why they told you this. <laughs> but that's not how it happens. And other reasons why people cuss me off for something that didn't go their way and you try to tell them, you know what? You should start your process at least two months in advance. Call and make sure that you're still registered. Call and make sure they have the right party. Two months in advance. So that when the primary comes up, you are prepared to vote for the, in that primary. If you choose not the primary, you just want to vote on the general election day, then that's fine. But you can't blame somebody else because Jill and Joe didn't do their job. Then you blame the people who's trying to do their job with a system that's being flooded by people who don't do their job and don't do their civic duty correctly. You can't blame somebody else for that. That's on you. So getting back to doing this job since I shifted from there and left back to my sister. So I said, once these these votes come in, Um, And we're counting all night long. I don't know why people stopped counting this year Whatever city and state there are I guess maybe state rules are different. I don't know not doing that. I'm in New York There's enough people covering that When those votes come in We're counting you get the raw numbers from the precincts as the things are going in um, especially with the electronic votes So you get those raw numbers coming in But it's not over because there are people still counting the absentee and everything else at night, hand counting these ballots. Now all those those electronic numbers come in, but they also have to match up with the things that are already coming in. The ballots from the bins that drop, the ballots that are coming in that were mailed in, all these things have to add up with the right numbers. The process is all that's in there, but then we have a particular time to certify this election. It may be over that night, but we still have to certify it. So even though the polls close, there are things still going on behind. Donald Trump contesting the results It's not a racist thing. It's not a Donald Trump thing. It's not a new thing. It's not something that just happened. It's not that he's arrogant and don't want to give up. It's not that they won. He's trying to steal something. They stole something. That's not it. But Jill and Joe, public, don't get it. They have a voting card. They either vote Democrat or Republican. Most people say I'm independent. Okay, that's wonderful. You know there's an independent party too, correct? But they really have no idea what they're doing. And they have no idea about the process. I repeat that. So they get angry. But if you don't do your homework and you don't understand what's happening you can't get mad at somebody else and the progressive left and the media is always drummed up especially this year in this election to tell you that there's something bad and wrong going on there's something hinky going on well if you ever paid attention to your local elections every year not just the presidential but if you actually paid attention to the elections every year and in your district, you will find that there are that there are local politicians that are always contesting a vote. Because it came a little too close because they figured that there was these amount of people registered and these amount of people who are going to vote. It's because they didn't like it or they thought they saw some fraud or they thought that they were cheated out of something. And they're constantly, constantly contesting the vote. And it's usually never the winner. It's the loser. But then sometimes you have the winners. So the process of contesting a vote is nothing new, and it's not new with Donald Trump, and Van Jones need to shut the heck up because it's not about a whole bunch of loopholes. Now, when it comes to the president and the electoral vote and the electoral college, there's a whole bunch of other presidents and things that have to take case of place over there. But when we're talking about contesting, it's the same process. It now goes to the courts. It now goes to the investigators. You now have to prove that there's something to contest. I mean, you have to prove that there is something to investigate. And if that is proven, then the investigation begins. I believe that with this vote, they have until December 15th to figure it out. I believe that in 2002 that it went longer than December, I think it went all the way into the end of December when um, W was declared the winner of the election. And so some of those votes that were supposed to be turned the other way and people are mad, it's because they have no clue. They don't really pay attention. So I happened to actually be working one year when there was this vote that was contested. It was crazy because you have the judges that come in and you have people who are watching you and it was a cop outside watching make sure everything was, go- was on the up and up and protecting us. And you have all these people watching you as you're sitting there counting by your hand and you cannot leave your seat. You're sitting there for hours on end in that chair until that count is done. And if it's 1,000 b- ballots, if it's 5,000 ballots, you don't move, you're stacking that up and they got a room full of people and they go on district by district by district. And once it's done, the judges look at it. If they say it's okay, if they agree, then they declare the winner. That's the same process that's going to happen with this presidential election. So for YouTube, not YouTube, it could be YouTube because they're owned by the same people, Google. Um, For Twitter... And Facebook to pump everybody up and get them all excited and piss them all off like they've been doing for the past couple of years. And then when the election come up, make them believe something and then everybody get angry. You're getting angry because you're a complete fool. You're ignorant to what's going on and you don't understand the process. And these people have been egging you on for a very long time who don't really care about the process. They care about their long game. Something that they're involved with, that they're playing around with, that you are unaware of. So it's not over because the things are being contested. It's not over until it goes into the courts. And it could turn over the other way. And if it turns over the other way that Donald Trump did win, all we're going to get, because I've been seeing a lot of people who've been talking a lot of trash on Facebook, the day after, two days after, who had just now disappeared, they're not posting anything. I saw one person post up, pray for the president. I'm like, really? You didn't pray for Donald Trump, but you're gonna pray for this one. You call yourself a Christian, you're supposed to be praying for everybody. That's one's a freebie for you. But I'm not attacking Christians here. I'm just trying to get to people to understand that this is nothing new. It's a very long process. So my sister was like, wow, I said, yeah. And then after that, you know, after it's certified, then it gets a stamp of approval. And that's usually within like December in New York. So um, I would be working seven days a week and not get home from nine to nine, seven days a week. But me being who I was, I never worked seven days a week. I'm like, I'm out of here on Sunday. I'm going to go worship. I'm going to hang out with my kid and that's it. Um you're not going to kill me you what would always happen too is that the employees were always constantly sick because we never got any rest you're working a nine-to-nine nine shift for six to seven days a week we get cab rides home but then you're sick you don't see your family you don't really eat right you're eating on the run and so we were terribly sick and this process we're going for like a whole month it starts in the primary, where we have a couple of weeks before the primary, so you're working those long hours and you got that little bit of break before you start preparing for the November election. And the November election, you've got all that prep work before, then you have the day after, and then you're working those long hours all the way up into December. And if it's something that needs to be recounted, if it's a district that needs to be redone, you get called back in and you're working all the way through December until this is done. And that's on a local level for which most people are not involved in they don't say anything about they don't care about they show up every four years and scream and cry about a presidential election when there's so much happening on the lower levels so that dog whistle is you say this thing to get the people to be triggered to act like this they started out with He's not going to leave office, he's going to contest it, he's going to do so-and-so. Well, uh, Hillary was prepared to do the same thing. These people are racist and xenophobe and -and so-and-so. And yet you spent the past couple of years calling black conservatives coons and everything else. And yet you spent all the times of people who didn't agree with what you called or what you said being a racist. You've had what turned up in Portland to be the worst thing ever to happen to the city of Portland this year. You've turned the hand up on all these different things. All this stuff that has been going on has proven that the progressive left plays games. With people's emotion because they know that they can tap into the emotional people and we already know the Democratic Party does this emotional game that's why they want to say with we with the cool people with the party people you know they play all that so-called cool music and the morons as they call Donald Trump the morons suck this up as if this person is really for them let's get back to the opening of that trojan horse First part I told you was going to be, remove him, put her in, she becomes a president. You put her in, maybe her vice president, she'll pick someone who's gay, then you can say you got the first gay person. But it's more sinister than that. Because the progressive have had many years to plan what they did. Back to the feminists, who pretty much lean on that side of the fence too. To destroy masculinity to the point where it's at, when Obama came in, he cre- you know that whole administration, they created the whole atmosphere and then had the whole thing where the bathrooms were, that guys who said that they were a girl can go inside the bathroom, and all, all people don't pay attention. All this happened with the progressives. And at the same time, they slapped a lot of labels on people. Remember when the election went wrong and people needed crayons and colleges and they were crying and they were having puppies in these days and and so-and-so and and they called this other stuff. It's like, what are you doing? People need to learn to deal with a defeat. They need to learn how to deal with a win. They need to learn to deal with a loss in a healthy way, but it went very unhealthy. There's so much, and I'm getting so tired of talking right now, but there's been so much in the background that has been going on in the progressive movement, the progressive left have been doing this for a number of years. And the setup was all of these little tiny things to the point now where you have these boys who come in and they're not, you're trying to remove their masculine qualities of who they are. You have poor white folks in this country hating themselves. You've got the biggest bigots of them all. You know, someone walk up to me, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that my ancestors did so and so to you and I apologize, stop. You really think that you're that superior to me that you need to apologize for your superiority? You do realize that that right there is one of the biggest and racist statements you can possibly say? To think that you're better than me, stronger than me. You've had more than I have. I don't think that. I don't even look at you like that. I look at you as another American person just like I am. Now, when you start doing certain things that, Well, clearly, that's something that Caucasian people do. Then I'll look at you as the person that you are in that respect. It could be a certain particular dish that you make that I just won't make. That could possibly be something that, you know, white folks make. Like a green bean casserole, that just being one. I mean, that's a funny, I'm laughing at that, but you know, that's that's a funny thing. You know, for years, people have made this whole thing prejudice and racist. Black people eating watermelon and chicken. No, that's not actually a black thing. That's a Southern thing. Southerners love that watermelon because it's awesome and chicken and grits and a lot of good stuff that ain't good for you to pack on that belly. But some good eating in the South. So that's how I look at the person is, okay, we're both this American but somehow you believe that you need to do this. And then this year they popped up with that new thing where are you an anti-racist? Am I a what? Are you an anti-racist? And if you say no to this, here we go, ambiguous statement, then that means that you are a bigot. What the heck? Think about What the heck is an anti-racist? If you are not a bigot, if you are not a racist, if you don't have those proclivities, if you're not thinking about that, then you are not. Then you will naturally be against this sort of stuff because you're not promoting this stuff. But here comes along this new ambiguous statement and this new movement to say that are you an anti-racist? If you're not an anti-racist, then you are a racist. This is the sinister move being used in the long game. Joe and Joe Public are playing checkers. These people are playing chess. It's not about a win, it's about total control and having control and once in control, what it is that they're going to be doing with it. And it's a lot more sinister things behind the scenes that people do not understand. So it's not just about voting for a political party or a political philosophy, because there's a lot more behind certain political philosophies that people don't understand. And I urge you to go out and do your homework. I don't care which way this election goes. What I do care about is the next 150 years when I'm long gone dead and my grandson has to live in this world. My grandson, whose father is white, whose mother is half Puerto Rican and half black. My grandson, I have a whole bunch of grandchildren, but I'm I'm just pointing him out just, just for this particular moment. Who has been told, you know, if he acts sort of like a boy, oh, he can't do that. He's too rough. You know, he can't play tug-of-war or, you know, play dodgeball or some other crazy nonsense like, what is wrong with you people? Let the kid be a kid. Get hit in the head with the ball. We all did. We all survived. Then you learn to duck or you take the ball and you be the first one to get the hit. And... There, there was this whole big old push about, you know, th- these these white guys and 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 they're this and and and, and they're and, and you're sit straight white male and, and you're the reason this and you're the reason this and I told people before, it was like on Facebook and I may even made a video of this. I'm like, let me tell you something. Let my son-in-law and I walk through the door and you say something to him. We're gonna have a problem. He's never done anything to you. My grandson's never done anything to you. And you're sitting out here in your own ridiculous stinking thinking, letting somebody else push a button and and control you to thinking so stupidly because you cannot critically think for yourself. What does this straight white dude got to do with you? How does that make him a racist? How does that make him prejudiced? It really does prove that you are. You can't call someone a fascist when then you're trying to shut down what they're saying so that you can only be the one being heard. That's not how that works. My family is extremely mixed. I don't think my mother and father planned it that way, but that's how it happened. They had two kids and they got uh, 12 grandkids. And I'm not even going to do the math on all the great grandkids. So... (laughs) Um, my sister went a different route than me, but you know, some of my kids, I have two who's, um, mixed, is black, Puerto Rican. And then my other kids, uh, TK, who you always hear me with is, uh, uh, my wife was basically when you look at it, Central American. Her parents came from Belize, which is Central America. Yes. It was a little African colony of the people who were over there in Belize. And so then there, so there's that. So her culture, um, she's a first generation born here. Her mom and her dad came from Belize. So she had that old, she grew up in that old world uh, uh, mentality. Yes, she was born here. So she kind of was into black America stuff, but not so much that, cause that wasn't her thing. And so, although this is my daughter, and we both have the same complexion and she's brown, but her parentage is Central American and American. If you want to vote African American or Black American, there you go. There's an array of colors in my family, but that's not the point. The point is, is that we've been led to believe a certain thing and to act a certain way, and this is why people who put their heart and soul in this, are so triggered to the point, which a new word they haven't been using for a long time, right, triggered, have been triggered to act in such a way and to act out like fools when things don't go their way. They've been trained for years to do this. Although we spend a lot of years raising up children to say if things don't go your way, this is the way you ought to act. And I've seen people who have raised their kids like that, all of a sudden right now start talking about, we going to protest if this doesn't go this way, this doesn't go that way. You just taught your children that's not how to behave. Why would you want to teach America that that is how you're supposed to behave? Well, he was so-and-so, he act like this, and he act like this, and he act like this. Okay, so what? How do you act? But if you've been trained to think and act a certain way, to call someone a racist, that's the first thing to come out your mouth without even backing it up. And that is what I always have an issue with. Back up what you have to say. Don't just call this person a racist. Don't just call me an Uncle Tom without you proving how I'm supposed to be an Uncle Tom because I think differently about something than you do. Okay? I vote politically different than you? So what? I don't really care. Why should you care? I'm not calling you names. When I call the people utter and total fools, I'm talking about the blind people who are not paying attention and allowing themselves to be led. I mean, seriously, look into your political party. I don't care who you, who you pick, but come on, Joe and Jill public, Jose and Jennifer, public, do the work. Do the work. Don't listen to these people who don't have a clue. A contested race is nothing new. It's done a lot on a local level that many of them Do not know. I was going to wrap this up by going back to something I said earlier, and I totally can't remember what it was. It wasn't just a Trojan horse. But um, speaking of that, even if you look at European politics for years, Stalin and the rest of them who rose to power, they had plans that was going to last for a very long time. And it took them a long time to get to where they were and then be able to be empowered to implement all of the issues and things that they wanted to do to have their regime work. The problem is, is that it was that the ripple effect was gonna last for a while. And so what is the effect from the progressive left when they get there for people like my daughter and my grandson and my granddaughters and the rest of them coming up over the next couple of years? Firstly, they will probably never see certain people on television because there's a certain push for representation of things, but it's an over-representation of things so that you can't see normal things on television. So they won't have access to that. It's so much that's going on, and this big push is not, again, let me wrap this up. It's not just politics, it's in media It's in on the movies, the TV shows, what's being taught in school, and a lot of other things. There is an agenda. And the agenda is to take this country down and to reshape it in the form of something the progressives have been doing for quite some time. I urge you, don't just take my word for it. And you don't have to like what I say. You don't have to agree what I say. Don't just take my word for it. Go and search and look for it. You will find out. There have been things that have been going on for quite some time. About the election, again, it's over now when the courts say it's over because there's so much things happening in the background. Whoever wins, they win. But it's gonna be a long uphill battle because things of people like what AOC was saying and and the things that have been said to everybody all these years. You racist this and you, and and, and it's been going on for a while. So it's like, that stuff is not gonna just be erased. I know Joe Biden said it was gonna be erased. He's gonna get in there, he's gonna get rid of covert. when he said that, I laughed. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? This thing is in the air. It's already spread around the world. It's not going away just like the flu. And this is just a new strain of covert or coronavirus. It just happened to be that this strain, no one has anything that they can fight against it yet. And we're all working on the fight against it. And oh, speaking of fight against, I'm going to leave you with this. My own illustrious governor said, I think it's Pfizer, because I had spoken to someone else and they were saying that Pfizer has this vaccine that they're working on and could be ready. Um, and so that that was a good news. That was good news for the stock market, by the way. I'm going to leave it at that. It was good news for the stock market. And so Pfizer has this thing. And so a guy asked a question and I, and I was going to actually play it here, but it, the time is gone and I just, my throat is gone. And I just really want some water. He said, again, they're no longer hiding their bias. They're no longer hiding because the world has been set up right now. This country has been set up. They've been played the foundations have been laid. He said, there's a problem with that. I'm "Go really? What's the problem? The problem is, is that this could be rolled out within this month, right? This could be rolled out within the next two months. What's the problem with that? The next two months, there's still this administration, the Trump administration is still going to be there. It doesn't end after an election. I mean, you start the process of the other people starting to move in and learning the business and, and getting those uh, threat threat uh, threat assessments. I think it's called threat assessments. I think that um, when you when you run for president, you start to get those threat assessments before you get in. So you're learning about what's happening around the world and what could be a threat before you get into office. Now, once you're out of office, that's what Obama and Trump got an issue a couple of months ago, I think it was. Once you're out of office, you're still getting these these threat things, uh, threat assessments. So there's a process that happens. But during that process, the current president is still president. That's it. Now, they've been trying to remove him for the longest, and they even try to remove his power at the end of his, his term, which is, are you kidding me? And then, of course, we know about the election, and we spoke about that this entire hour. So, um, Cuomo's issue was that this could possibly happen why Trump is in office and that really pisses him off. I urge you go and listen to what he said. And if you have ears and a critical thinking skills, you can hear through, it's like, oh my gosh, really? Um, he really doesn't want this to happen during this watch because then that would mess up the whole plan of, let's get rid of him, let's slow this down on the regulations and everything else. Let's get this new guy in here who we want to be our guy or girl. And then we'll say, hey, look what we did. We came up with a vaccine, woo we're good. See, he killed 240-something people. I you gonna blame this man for killing somebody. And we came up with a cure. Look at us, we're awesome. And you know what? The plain public, public they don't pay attention. They're just like, look at that, that's what happened. woo and they just clap their hands without really looking at what's behind the curtain like in Oz. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Dude, how are you going to get mad and say that you don't like it and you're going to fight against it to try to slow it down or just stop it altogether until January comes? Aren't you the same one that put people in in, in nursing homes that were sick? And my mother's actually was in one of those nursing homes. It's still in one of those nursing homes. And and you you dump people over there and COVID is running rampant. You're just saying, what's talking about, we need to do this vaccine and do this. But then when something comes up, you don't want to back it. You're stupid. And they're playing games. Again, here's the long game. Playing games with you and I. The vaccine is supposed to be about the people. Not some political stupid game and football that you're playing. So it really shouldn't matter which administration that comes up with it. It should matter because if it comes up, then they say, well, we had this at the end of the year, as Trump was saying, and then he made good on a promise that he made. Well, that's going to make him look a particular way and make them look a particular way. Who really cares? You wanted a vaccine. Pfizer said they may have one that's, that's going to be ready to roll out. Then just be happy because shouldn't the point be the American people, all Americans being able to have access to this, You're upset that they were out of work, but then you guys call for them to be out of work. Then you tell them to mask up when they're out in public, but then say that they can't go and vote because it's too dangerous. Let's mail us in. But if I can put on a mask to go to the daggone liquor store or to go to McDonald's, then I can put on a mask to go and vote. See, folks are not paying attention to the game that's being played. And they're too busy getting upset and getting angry about something That really is not the point because they're not paying attention. And like I said, New York's governor was already against this thing because it didn't happen for the people that he would like it to happen for. So therefore, dude, you don't really care about New Yorkers. You don't really care about the American people. You just care about your political BS. And at that point, forget you. Because first of all, you work for me. I don't work for you. So see, when I talk about that Trojan horse and the dog whistling and everything else, pay attention. Because there's a lot of other things happening in the background and they're not really caring. So if you start on your local level of putting people in office that actually cares about something you want, and if you actually cared about what's governing you, It's not just the federal government or the state government. It's also the police departments that are around you. You want to stop what's happening with brutality? Then you start getting to those meetings in whatever state you're in, whatever town you're in, whatever country you're listening to, and you get in there and you start making the moves to make sure that you're checking out these people. So you got some really good people in there doing this because it's at these lower levels that these people are tapped on the shoulder to move up to the federal level. See, AOC is probably banking on that. She'll be a cabinet member. So she's saying certain things. She knows she can't do anything. She can't run for president. She's too young. So you do a certain thing, right? So that when your party rises, if Biden wins, your party rises, then you get tapped on the shoulder because you've been speaking these, all these things since you got into office. She's on a law actually, law office. She ain't a really giant office. Speaking on these things, talking about something, calling him a racist, I've been on your side, blah, 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 blah. And then you get tapped to move to the federal level. So see, folks, those other three years in between that fourth year of presidency is extremely important. Extremely important. And that's why these candidates, they contest things because they understand what they're trying to do in order to get in control and to have the power. It doesn't start at the federal. It starts right in your district, right in your hometown. I am tired. I've talked myself into a sore throat. So, hope all that made some sense. I hope you got it. I hope it wakes some of you people up hope everybody won't be continue to be you know misinformed or uninformed about what's happening but actually get out there and i leave you with this as i've been saying for the past couple of weeks now you ain't got to agree with me or somebody else you know just understand that we're all part of this one race you know the human race and just try to love one another just try to love one another you no, know, get out of the out of believing that these people are your savior. They're not. For me, it's Christ. It's Christ. I'll point out the hypocrisy, but I'm not gonna hate you because you and I have a difference of opinion. That's not how it works. You and I just have a difference of opinion, and we should be able to talk. Not shout at one another, not burn down someone's store, not blow things up, not loot somebody else's store, not shut somebody down, not block somebody just because we have a difference of opinion. That's not loving one another. We should be able to talk. Y'all have a good day. See you tomorrow on Friday. We'll see. God willing.